stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. you live from dnhq in beautiful south pasadena california this is the blue heaven podcast i must push the applaud button because i'm so happy we're here i'm actually you know some stuff to talk about so we We actually weren't going to do this today we weren't going to do it we told you on monday we weren't going to do it but anyways what's going on dodgers nation my name is clint you can find me as real frg on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, you can. Guys, my name is Brooke. You can find me at BrookeMe3 on Twitter and Instagram. On today's show, well, uh, we're coming apart at the seams a little bit in a lot of different ways. Uh, losing three or four against the Marlins is a good start to that, but there's also a lot more going on with this team. Yeah, that, I feel like that one's going to need more uh, more clarity, more explanation, which we'll get to in a few minutes. Uh, we, we also got to stick around for the whole show. We also got to talk about a Clayton Kershaw update because there was some bad and then there was some good. And really, it's my fault. We have to touch on blue heavens divine powers that apparently we do have some sort of powers to uh, affect the world we uh will touch on the trade deadline coming up in a few weeks uh you got to figure that right after the all-star break it should be all hell breaking loose so um yeah all that and more on today's episode of blue haven we got to remind you this is a podcast so if you like hearing us or hearing the same thing again or if you can't watch live watch us on uh, hear us in your car holes, iTunes, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Pandora. We sound real bassy in there. So you're welcome. Also, do subscribe to our YouTube channel, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. That's what happens when you're trying to get too many words out at the same time. Again, we were not supposed to be here today. Uh, last minute decision to come more to you beer. guys. And don't forget, this is a live stream, and we are here, even though we did not plan to be. We communicated during the game today, and we were like, ah, we should probably do a show today. There's a lot to talk about. We don't want to talk all about it on Monday. Mondays are rough. I'm often very tired. But make sure you drop into the chat. Let us know where you're repping Dodgers Nation tonight. We want to shout you guys out. We want to talk to you, Anthony, over on Periscope, checking in like he does every single time we go live. Anthony, we appreciate you. We said, yo, happy Thursday, my dude. Anthony, good to see you. Same in the same vein, Brian Hatfield, our boy, our friend Brian Hatfield in the stream. He says, Oi, hiya, gents. How you doing, Brian? Thanks for hanging out with us. David is checking in from West Palm Beach, Florida. Born and raised. <laughs> the playground's where I spent most of my days. Uh, Luna's checking in from SoCal. Go blue. Oh, sorry. Uh, Nicole Lumina. I put this two words. Just I'm, smash I'm words really together. just trying to get ahead. I'm trying to get ahead. Um, Verdell. Says uh, they managed to salvage one game they did. It was nice. Thank you, Julio. Uh, that was desperately needed. Leslie says, hi, boys. Coming at you from shaky Central Valley. They had a couple earthquakes like not too long ago. Oh. Like uh, like 
I thought she said two Shakey's, hours ago, maybe. Shakey's in Coming at you live from Shakey's Pizza. Uh, get the mojos. Yeah, send us a mojos. Whatever cool. they have there. <laughs> I think they'll keep at the uh, P.O. box. Uh, Ryan Moore says, everybody riot at Clint's house. I would prefer not that, but if you do. He has a pergola. <laughs> don't, don't, yeah, don't take it out of my pergola. That's my, uh, that's my um, that's special <laughs> area. And they have my booze out there. It's behind lock and key. It's a nice time. Uh, Verdell says, Clayton probably just needs a few days of rest. We will get to the Clayton Kershaw stuff. There is some positive news in that regard I also from Dave Roberts. Rest. Jeff Snyder, he's checking in from a hotel room in Rexburg, Idaho. Oh, Sorry to hear that, or good for you. Congratulations on uh, episode uh, 400, I believe it was. With the, 600. Uh, 600? No, it was not. 600, was it our, 600? Our friends Vince and Jeff over at Locked On Dodgers, 600 episodes. They haven't missed a week in like a billion weeks or something like that. Uh, you know, we often say, I don't know how they do that. I know how they do it. It's drugs. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's in Rexburg, Idaho. Uh, Jeff's an animal. Uh, his family's no longer speaking to him because he only does podcasts now. <laughs> uh, Ari's checking in on YouTube. Says, hashtag road to repeat. Ari, always a friend of the show here. Um, uh, Alondra. It's not always here live, but does catch up on Spotify. Thank you. I think Spotify is one of the best ways to watch it. If you guys share us on your social media, that would mean a lot to us. We're not asking you to, but it would mean a lot. Maybe we'll send you a sticker or something. It just got suddenly very hot in here, by the way. Like there was a gust of hot. <laughs> it happens. It's, it's warm Oof. over here in South Pass. All right. Boy. Uh, is it is it time to move on? This man, you guys are going off for sure. Sean it, it appreciates your stash. We were just oh, thanks, Sean. We were just looking at some old old photos, old photos of some some beautiful, delicious Brooks stash, and hey. he looked like an absolute dirtbag about this time last year. So, uh, good job on you, bud. Thanks, guys. Uh, I aim to please nobody, uh, especially Back, myself. Backup T one on YouTube asks, can we DF you, Clint? What do you think? Can we DF me, DFA me? DF you. <laughs> You are having a hard time today. All right, I will slow down. Well, the problem is if we DFA, well, I guess we could recall uh, Doug McCain. Yeah, we could, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's possible. But, he, but no, that would be calling him back down to AAA. He's the big leaguer. That's true. He uh, is the face of the franchise. That, right. that might be an issue. All right, all right. Uh, I will try to slow down. You want to know why? It's because I didn't have my energy drink. I guess that brings me down. That levels me out. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into the stuff for the day. Immediately, right off the bat, the Dodgers uh, have themselves and their fans uh, very much riding roller coasters. <laughs> you go from a four-game sweep of the Nats, who when they came, when the Dodgers came into Washington Field or whatever they call it these days, which is not called that, uh, the Nats were rolling and the Dodgers swept them. And then they go to Miami, who at the time was like 35 and 40-some-odd. They were not good. And they lose three of four. So I was closest because I said split. Split. I was closest. Didn't I say uh, win three out of four? I think you I was said. talking about the Marlins. <laughs> <laughs> we we've established you can't do that because I got I got some some crap for that one. So my oh, my analysis player. of the series was uh, was oof. <laughs> what are, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, um, I don't know. It just kind of feels like one of those things where Donnie Baseball is going to win ball games against you. That's not true. The Dodgers beat themselves three or four games, so uh, good on them for that. I do really enjoy the fact that the Marlins just have, like, randomly very lively bullpen arms. Yeah. Like, very randomly, just guys that are just freaks of nature coming out of their bullpen. And then Wiry. they end up getting traded eventually, mm -hmm. and then they, their careers fall apart. Uh, what was that one guy that was there? Bearclaw? <laughs> Oh, what was yeah, his name? Bear Claw. Didn't they have? Wasn't uh, Boxberger one of their guys too? I don't know. Wint Green is he still there? <laughs> Those are all names that were like the Dodgers are gonna get these guys. They're gonna get them, and then they leave, and then they're garbage when they leave. So it's funny how that happens. Uh, the 
man, the Dodgers look bad playing those games. I can't even like begin to tell you like what was wrong. It was just like hey, a little everything, honestly. To me, it, it's a continuation of what we've seen often with these times there, or, or with the, this team this season, with the Dodgers this season. When the Dodgers play that type of fiery, wiry, dynamic, young, athletic team, they struggle. If they, even if, if they're bad, the Marlins aren't necessarily great, but they're not terrible. Um, you know, they were pretty good last year. Not so much this year. They have good pitching, but you know, they're still kind of – they're always going to be that teetering club. They need a star. They probably need two stars to really pull things together. Love Mickey Rojas. Not a star. Good veteran. Should be a bench guy. Not your starter. Anyway, look at the way – LA plays when they play like San Diego, which is a very fast team. It's a loose team. They they don't necessarily always care about the errors. They'll throw the ball away, but they'll make five other really good plays. They'll steal 38 bases in a game against the Dodgers. They the Dodgers seem to really struggle against these type of high energy teams. Why? I don't know. I was hoping you could tell me, analyst. <laughs> well, I, I, somebody was like, "Well, the Padres kind of set the uh the blueprint, you know, they mm-hmm. set the blueprint for how to beat the Dodgers, and now everyone's brown looking print. at it like the brown print, yeah. And they, you know, they kind of did it the year before. They kind of did it the year before that. I mean, I guess Tatis coming over was like their first taste of it, but mm-hmm. it just really feels like there's no stopping teams from running at this point. Which is funny because from the Dodgers' viewpoint, it's like, man, we could never steal a base. Like that's not happening. We're not swiping a base no. anytime soon. But then you look at other teams and they get on, get, get on, and you're like, that's a foregone conclusion at this point that he's about to steal a base. I mean, uh, who did they just have that just stole his like first career base over the, the over the this week? I don't know if it's Garrett Cooper or whoever it was, but sounds like big Cooper. boys who don't run are uh-huh. running because it's like, yeah, we can run. Why not? They're not going to pay attention to us. You get the highest leg kick in the world, the slowest <laughs> delivery to home plate in the world. Yeah. Add to that. <clears throat> You know, Will Smith and Austin Barnes, both both respectable arms in of themselves, but you add in those combinations of factors working against them, and it's not a recipe for success, I'll tell you that. It's 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 basically, if you're walking a guy, you gave up an extra base hit a lot yeah. of times, and that is rough to overcome. I think probably the best uh, arm at holding players on is Joe Kelly somehow, because he varies his time, he's got a decent slide step, otherwise everybody's going to steal. Um you see Bickford throw like a 99-mile-an-hour heater over to Max Muncy at first. <laughs> yeah. Poor Maxie. Gave him a little shimmy. I don't know. Again, it's just um, it's something I think there's a lot that the Dodgers need to clean up, and they're going to – they need this reset. They definitely need this this all-star break weekend or week reset. They're going to take those four days, and I hope they don't touch a baseball and a bat. If they just like sit on a beach drinking something strong, got a new girl – Got it going, going on, on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. in Honolulu kind of with, <laughs> with our boy. Yeah, the Honolulu boy. With that guy. There's a lot of problems. I got a lot of problems with you people, and uh, we'll talk more about that on Monday. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. The big news. We go to Miami, bad things happen. This we already know. We notice. We notice. The, the worst news that could have happened right now in our time of need, Clayton Edward Kershaw hits the injured list with a forearm thing 
because it was first called an elbow, which immediately your heart drops, and then, you know, do you hear forearm? Your heart raises just a tad, but it's still down a few rungs on the old ladder. Uh, how many how many tears did you cry? Uh, yeah, so initially, the initial release was elbow inflammation, Yeah, and that made me feel good. Not good. It was like, okay, that's not a big deal. But then when they changed it like 33 seconds later to forearm inflammation, that made me stress a little bit, mm-hmm. because that's often an indication of something worse. Um, it's not always, to be clear. It's not always. doesn't make you feel good about it. Peace, I've heard the argument before, and I want to get your take on this, because I have a very negative viewpoint of it. I've heard the argument of like, they just want to get him some rest before the all-star break and they want to take up his spot with somebody else. So they're going to, you know, they're going to put him on the IL, let him take the whole all-star break. He'll be back immediately after and he's good to go. My counter to that is I don't know if Clayton Kershaw is worth the effort of an entire team to give him one break (laughs) because that's what they're doing right now is they're putting the stress on everybody else because now you only have three starting pitchers. Yeah. At at a time like this where, you know, we're going to talk more about the three starting pitchers and and the idea, the concept in my head of things ripping apart at the seams, like barely holding on by a thread, would probably be uh, would probably be more accurate way of saying it. But yeah, to to save him, you know, the five or six innings and all of that, uh, I don't think it's exactly they just want to give him a day. I think there was a little bit of something barking in there, and if it was the postseason, he'd he'd be throwing the. Uh... Dave, Dave I, I, said this morning he came in and did his usual like pre-start workout. Right, right. So I mean, or day before. Jeff brings up a good point. He says there's no way this was a let's just give him a break. You don't do that when you're already short a starter, and when you're short two starters, are, it, it really makes it more difficult. I don't. It, your bullpen's already taxed. We knew that coming into today. We still have more bullpen games coming up on the horizon. Obviously. Mm-hmm. I just don't envision a scenario where the Dodgers are like, ah, we'll just give him a day of rest. He'll be fine. Don't worry about it too much. But I, Bra- I, Brandon says Kershaw's taking that break to replace his meat arm with the robot arm. Meat arm is a new <laughs> new way to describe things oh, that I've never quite heard. Good. So that's good. I appreciate, appreciate that. But when you're looking ahead at it, I, I mean, w- the thing that I heard from David Vasse that I did not agree with was that you know it's not a serious injury because Kershaw was in the dugout smiling and laughing, having a good time. That's not any indication of anything to me. That doesn't tell me, oh, yeah, he's fine. He's 100% okay. Yeah. First of all, haven't done tests yet. The MRI is coming tomorrow. So there is no way that you can know anything beyond uh, what you're feeling is pain, and that's it. So I don't understand that argument at all because people are like, oh, yeah, he's fine then. David Vasse said he's fine. He's having fun. I'm like, the, having fun? The What's timing it? of it is, is bad just because everybody is on edge edge right now with all of the bullpen games. There's been way more bullpen games than you would have expected out of a team that went into spring training with eight you know, high-quality starters or eight of the best starters in the world or whatever the hell they wanted to sell it as. But let's be fair, it's not as bad as we all uh, want to think it is for sure. Here is uh, here's Dave. We'll kind of this is what Dave had to say this morning, Mr. Dave Roberts, friend of the show, and then we'll uh, we'll listen to Dave kind of break down our thoughts after uh, after Dave. More Dave. Dave. Um, he was here early, first bus, doing his day game routine, running in the weight room. Um, but I think Jorge, we're not going to know until he gets a test that we get back to uh, Los Angeles. And, and that will be obviously tomorrow. Uh, it'll be uh, yes, sir. Yep. Do you know what kind of test? Is it MRI, X-ray? I, I would expect an MRI, yeah. And what's your level of concern? Not not, not a whole lot. I, I, I think it's just more of 
you know, uh, to skip a start, to leverage the the, uh, the break, uh, I'm not too concerned about it. So understandably, we are weary of Dave's answers at all times <laughs> and at any given point in our entire life. So anytime Dave says something, I kind of take it with a grain of salt because he's going to give you the company answer. He's going to give you the answer that's going to probably put the least amount of stress on you, unless we're talking about Matt Beatty, in which case he's going to be very honest and straightforward with you about how he feels because <laughs> apparently he doesn't like him. Uh, oof, man, it, it, it gives me weird feelings. Uh, I, I feel nervous about it, to be honest with you. I would like to feel happy about it. I would like to feel, you know, not too stressed about it. But I do. I'm in a little stressed because, number one, he's throwing that slider a ton. Yeah. Which is, you know, a thing for a pitcher. And obviously you're like, ah, he's a big league pitcher. He's been doing this a long time. Yeah, of course. Yes. He's got a lot of innings under his belt in his career. That doesn't mean that he's not susceptible to injury, of course. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing is, like you're saying, we're in a situation now where it's it's much more stressful because of what's happening. And so it's highlighted a little bit. So I think under normal circumstances, maybe I'd be like, oh, it's like his back, you know, yeah. his back in years past where it's like, yeah, he's going to miss, you know, five, six, seven starts, whatever it might be. But now I'm like, ah, oh, crap. I really hope there's not something wrong with him, I, man. I think they could have done this a lot better. They absolutely could have. It, 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 it does feel a lot like rest. We've talked about um, you're coming off a 60-game season. CK has not thrown you know, 30 starts plus since 2016, 2017. It's been a minute since, uh, since and he was well Kirsch. on track for that. Yeah. He's well on track. So you got to find ways to, to kind of trim the fat as it were on, on some innings. So maybe you feel a little bit of that. I think had they just said, we're going to skip a start to give him some rest through yeah. the all-star break. Right. Since he didn't make the all-star team. Let's, let's give him a blow. Um, Dave, Dave's favorite way to say that. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, I I don't think it's that bad. I think we'll be fine. With that said, I saw a comment that says he's probably uh, done for the season. <laughs> T, T3 oh. Priest is out for the season confirmed. My, so one of the things I wanted to bring up. A real positive viewpoint. I'm going <laughs> to throw this one at you, and you guys could have some fun with it as well. We we are now about a month into uh, the, the post-sticky era. The first guy who was very vocal about uh, the, the change in no sticky – Anything sticky being negative to his elbow meat, to his flesh arm, mm -hmm. was Tyler Glasnow, who blew out partially blew out his elbow because he was like, I have to grip the ball a little harder. Let's be honest, Clayton Kershaw has always had the little dark spot on his hat that he says, oh, I wear the same hat all season long. Cute. We get it. It's the, it's the old tried and true rosin and sunscreen, most likely. That's gone now. Your boy CK has been having some very clean hats. You wonder, you're doing that, you're adding the, the you know more sliders and all that kind of stuff. You wonder if that just kind of, if, if the idea of gripping the ball a little bit harder, and I have visual aids, gripping that ball That's a little amazing. bit harder, <laughs> if it does, you know, create that extra little... Because it is forearm. Again, it's the forearm, so you're, that's where you're going to feel it most. You're, you're, you're going to feel that tension more in the forearm muscles than your elbow and all that. He's not changing the whip of his arm, changing the grip of in, in his hand. Speaking out of my ass, what that's do you think? That's Dr. Oz. I'm Dr. Phil. Uh, <laughs> it's the only two Sometimes. television doctors I know. I yeah. don't know. I know. There's definitely something to it. I don't know how. Dr. Feet. I, I just don't know if you could ever relate the two or connect the two unless you're the pitcher saying it. Curious. That's why with Glass now, I'm like, yeah, I mean, he's he's probably got something to that. I don't think he's just going to blame an arm injury on somebody without cause. I don't think he's going to be like, this is somebody else's fault. Like, no one's looking at him being like, how dare you get injured? Like, no, that's not the case. Could be the case. Uh... Don't want to like stress anybody out. Uh, absolutely, uh, I don't want to compare it to Glasnow because Glasnow's injury is pretty serious. Yeah, uh, 
I, it, I will say that it does make me worried. I will say that if that is the case and he was uh, severely injured due to a terrible rule change in the middle of the season, I will personally drive to Rob Manfred's house and kick him square in the nuts myself. <laughs> is that a threat? No, please don't come after me. But yeah. it will happen. <laughs> So it's it's something to watch. I think Kershaw will be back on uh, you know as part of his regularly scheduled programming after the All Star break. But again, I'm a little. Uh, this is one of the things that he was the type of guy I was worried about at first. I wasn't uh, overly vocal about it because I didn't want to give away his trade secret of that black spot was not just I've been using this hat all season long because you haven't been using that hat all season long in April, Kersh. Sorry, Tony Crenshaw. Tony Crenshaw does not use anything on his hat. Anyways, um, sidebar, because why not? We need to address that elephant in the room of, yes, we do have magic powers. There's mystic, mystic powers oh, yeah, that yeah, happen yeah. here at Blue Haven. We we did an impromptu, unofficial let him play or DFA, and the very next day, Steve Seuss is gone. <laughs> Look, nice dude. That's back to back, man. I mean, back to back. That is literally quite, quite literally back to back. First, you you ended the career of Nate Jones. Uh, you saved Phil Bickford. There's that. Saved Phil yeah. Bickford. Yeah, and then Bill and, Bickford. And then uh, last Thursday, I think it was, I said, "You worried about what Kershaw's my, health?" No, no. I said one of my biggest surprises of the season was that Kershaw has made all of his starts this year, that he hasn't been hurt. To be fair, we were expecting the back. We weren't expecting this. I mean, the bat gives out. Once the bat gives out, it gives out for life. So, guys, you, if I've you need heard. to get out of, like, a toxic relationship, you let me know. We'll we'll talk about it here on air. If you guys need to win some lottery numbers, I want to cut. If you have, like, an ex that you just win. really hate, I can, you know, we can wish the worst on him. Uh, let I me have know. a call in line. Let me know how uh, how you guys want me to affect Brooke's life. <laughs> Let's drop it in the comments, hit the DMs. That's uh, RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. The coming apart at the seams. Not literally. Obviously, the Dodgers are one of the best teams in baseball. We get that. The numbers tell us. We know this. <laughs> Sorry, I watched some Saturday Night Live bullshit over the weekend. But when you're down to three starters at the moment, things start to feel a little rough. You got Walker, you got Julio, you got Catman. We've already talked ad nauseum about Walker and Julio and, and their um, – their their innings limits because Julio now is very close to his career high from between 20, minors and majors between minors and majors yeah. majors and that was in 2016 before major shoulder surgery major shoulder surgery um, Catman is going to be fine he could probably go the whole season like we said we hope Julio's out for just one start you look at it Clearly. Bauer is uh, not terribly likely to return today the the quick news leave extended. Uh, his his administrative leave extended by Major League Baseball. We notice um, the team very much distancing itself. Uh, we don't want to talk about it. We're done with it. We've, we've, we had our say. <laughs> We're done with it. We did, however, just put out a new video on our YouTube channel. Doug put together a video, all the latest, what's going on with Bowers. So check that out. Dodgers Dugout featuring Doug McCain. That is on uh, YouTube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Hey, you know, while you're there. Go ahead and subscribe. We'll wait. Anyway, so they're running out of options real quick. Dave has now reluctantly said, okay, David Price is pretty much going to be in the rotation in the second half. Let's hear from Dave again real quick on the Price blurb. 
with with him playing devil's advocate, how does he not fit into your rotation in the second half? Uh, can you afford to keep him in the bullpen? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Once again, <laughs> once again, blue blue heaven. Um, listen, Andrew and Dave very much. It's clear they watch us. We 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 are Farhan's laptop now. I really like that role. I like that we've taken that on. We have not won any fantasy football at all. You can't even win fantasy games, I fantasy forgot, baseball I, games. It's not my fault. I forget to check my roster. It's kind uh, of literally, it's kind of, it's kind of literally by definition, your fault. Yeah, I should have like a co-manager or whatever it is. But here's the thing. Co-agent. Even before everything happened, even before Bauer had this thing happen, though, even before Clayton Kershaw went down, we were already saying like they really probably should consider stretching out David Price because yeah. now you're getting to a point where – a lot of guys are having a lot of innings on their arm in a season where they just started 8 to 12 games somewhere in that range. And now it's like, hey, you're already at 16, 17 starts or whatever it might be. you, you got to really consider the long play of this and going into October fresh. That's really difficult to do. Even then, we were like, hey, David Price probably should stretch him out a little bit. Again, I, I keep falling back on this. I don't think Jimmy Nelson is an option at all for yeah. a lot of different reasons. Um, today, though... It was one of those things where Dave's like, hey, uh, he's not going to be, you know, we're not going to do anything over the All-Star break to get him more stretched out than he already would. And it's like, well, why not? Like, why? I mean, I understand, like, use that break, get rest, et cetera. But it it still just feels like that reluctance is there. It still feels like that's not quite the plan. And that makes me think that there's something else going on behind the scenes, which is kind of always the case with the Dodgers, honestly. Yeah, when we we, uh, listened to Dave Price earlier this week, he was talking about how, you know, they the Dodgers usually have four or five plays ahead of where everybody else is at right now. That that could be the case. Maybe there is something going on with David Price, but at the same time, Pricey, that's what I'm calling him now, DP was very vocal about the fact that, yeah, I want to do it. I'm ready. Let's let's go. You know, I'll do whatever they want, but I'm ready to start. Like, if anything, pitching in relief is probably worse for my arm than pitching every five days. Plus, I kind of miss hanging out in the dugouts between starts and doing all this other stuff. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's about time. They got to make it happen. Why not utilize the All-Star break in some capacity to to get him ready? He's going to start Friday now uh, for the final uh, final homestand starting series. I guess it's final homestand of the un- unofficial first half and uh, probably get... 30 pitches again because they lost you know the the buildup he had in the uh, post D May era. I don't know, man. Don't it's know. one of those situations too where you're looking at you know you 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 were we already talked about David Price and we're also talking about Jimmy Nelson. Where if you take out one, let's just say one of those guys, really hurts a very tired bullpen already yeah. in the first place. And you could keep picking up those you know hodgepodge arms or whatever you want to do. These guys are just going to fill the gaps. These guys that you're going to run into the ground for three weeks and then send them off to to dfa land or whatever you want to do uh, 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 a sidebar on that phil bickford truth for here truther here don't expect him don't rely on that dude to be getting big innings in the postseason no you I cannot not, I say that or even uh, into if september if you're there we're probably in a bad spot yeah but you're talking about a bullpen that has been this early in the season, arguably much too overworked. And, mm-hmm. and they, you know, everyone will have their arguments against that. Like, yeah, they're built for this. They're supposed to do this. That's their job, et cetera. Whatever you want to say. You're wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> Thank you for being here. 
if you take Jimmy Nelson and David Price out of the bullpen, who do you got? I mean, who, yeah. who's out there? There's there's a couple of arms that you can ride late in games in big situations. But aside from that, you know, Edwin Uset is not going to pick up big innings for you. Mitch White's not going to pick up big, big innings for you. No. Uh, Alex Vesey has proven he can't cut it. And in AAA, he can. Apparently. I think he struck out like 13 straight batters or something like that. Stimmy Nelson is having a great season, but they can't move him out of the bullpen. Or Yeah, they can't move him out of the bullpen because he is such a crucial part Uh of of that that uh, that kind of back end core now it's him. Right. Thankfully, Joe Kelly proved us wrong from our preseason predictions where we said he might not pitch for this team. Well, he's been pretty solid. Sorry, Joseph Kelly has been Joseph pretty damn Kelly. solid. Solid. Angry Kenley has been. You know his hips don't lie anymore. He's getting it done. Yeah, and that's great. I mean, we we have those pieces. Trinan is. <laughs> but what they're this getting is... out of out of Bickford, what they're getting out of Clevenger. I really didn't see that one happening. No, I mean, and you can't depend on it. You're talking about a bullpen now that's made up of of several Joe Blands, which is like not <laughs> supposed to happen. You have several Brandon Morrow, Joe Bland type of pitchers out there that are getting the job done as a stopgap. You got Corey Knebel hopefully coming back towards the playoffs. Hopefully, you really hope that, and I'm, I'm I feel good about that. And yeah. he's a guy that's gonna his arm's gonna play up in the postseason, especially a power arm like his definitely plays up in the postseason. Um, Tommy's not coming. I just don't. I don't see a situation where Tommy comes back this year. Tom Canley's not. I just can't see him being ready by then. Um, And I don't see the Dodgers forcing that either. I don't know. There's Bruce Dar. Bruce Dar, uh, they they still want him to to get better secondary stuff. But in the second stint this year, he's looked good. Uh, We'll talk more about second half stuff. Um, You know, worries, all that kind of stuff. Because I kind of want to go in on Lux, a little bit on Bellinger, a little bit on Mookie. So stay tuned for Monday. At Monday's episode of the Blue Haven podcast, um, we're gonna be mean. What's <laughs> <laughs> you, you got to do? But yeah, with where things are at, trades have to happen. There's there's uh, zero doubt about that. Um, Dave pretty much admitted, you know, that the, the, they can't do anything. There's not sustainability with what they're doing. So that's where I feel. We go back. We button it up with the whole concept of coming apart at the seams. This feels like. Like, you know, like, I don't know, it's duct tape barely holding together. Oh, I thought you were choking somebody. <laughs> no. It's very confused. No. Probably not the time. Um, the time or the place, Michael. Michael. <laughs> yeah, it, it's duct tape that's holding on your, your, your bumper of your 1994 Toyota Corolla, and that, that, that duct tape has some mileage on it. That duct tape has seen a few uh, a few winters, if you will. So it's We all oh, dated that girl that had the duct tape holding up her window. We all dated one. <laughs> Come on, yeah, come on, yeah, yeah. come on! I, I, there. You know, I, was, I was that guy for a second. You know, again, trades have got to happen. But first, uh, Juice Lee says, "Are we going for starters or, or going for relievers?" It's a good yes. question. Uh, Norma likes us mean, by the way. That's good, Master mm-hmm. Cat. I'm guessing or Mister First Cat. I'm going with one of them on uh, YouTube. Cat. Says, "Yep, trades. We need some arms for sure." TDS is brought. Brandon Morrow throwing. We haven't heard the latest. Last oh, time, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. Last, he's on the team. <laughs> the last time we heard anything about Brandon Morrow was Dave telling us, "Yeah, he's he's dead. Pretty much home. <laughs> it looks like he's done." And then he was throwing the very next day at Camelback Ranch, which proves can't trust Dave Roberts. To be fair, I just don't think he knows what's going on at all times outside of his team. Yeah. So, but we need to get a Canely update we from him. This. We need to get a, uh, a Canable update from him. We need to see where where some of these other arms are at. They are going to be people we could focus on or, or, or look to the future, look to August for or something like that. I doubt they rush back 
Caleb Ferguson, they, he said he'll try. I'll Dave try. said they don't want. He want. He said he he hopes. They said no, but I don't think this is an internal situation. Um, so you got to look at the trades. So before we look at trades, I kind of wanted to throw back. It is Thursday. So we got to talk about Throwback Thursday. That's what we do. Thanks to uh, our friends over, or with our friends, I should say, over at Vintage Brand. We're going to talk about Throwback Thursday. Yes, at Vintage Brand, they have over 10,000 unique logos of your favorite professional sports teams and colleges. There's a gift there for every sports fan. Dodger shirts, sweaters, uh, drinkware, posters, canvases, and more. We just gave away a canvas on Monday. Uh, relive Dodgers championships of the past. And, you know, you, you guys just missed the sale they had going on there, but there's always a sale going on to Vintage Brand. If you sign up at uh, vintagebrand.com slash site slash subscribe, you can save 40% off your first order. Some really cool stuff there. We have stuff littered all throughout the office here, thanks to our friends at Vintage Brand. So check them out. Um. Yeah, so the topic I had for today, let's have a little bit of fun. All y'all have a little bit of fun for a couple of minutes here. What is, in your opinion, we probably talked about this before. If we have, screw it. We're going to do it again. What's the best <laughs> trade deadline acquisition ever for the Dodgers? Or maybe in your lifetime, what do you think the best trade acquisition is? And again, we want to hear from you guys as well. Like overall, like pe- things they did, people they did trade for? Mm-hmm. I think you, Darvish, and people are going to hate that. People Oof. are really gonna hate that, and that's Oof. okay. I, if I, I would give it to you if he had not, you know, done the whole game seven thing. He didn't do that. He was there. He said he did it. He was there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he was kind look of me. He got cheated out of it. Forget about it. He, uh, he, I mean, look, there's a lot of ways that you can look at it. People talk about the Manny Machado trade, and they're like, that was a bad trade. I'm like, well, the Dodgers don't get to the World Series without Manny Machado. The Dodgers probably don't get to the World Series without you, Darvish, in that trade. Both very important. Both played a role. The Dodgers did not belong in the World Series that Manny Machado was in. Absolutely oh, yeah. did not belong in that World oh, yeah. Series, but it is what it is. Darvish was... Darvish got cheated. He was the best pitcher available at the time. He was the best arm out there at the time. People argue that Verlander was. I argue that Verlander was very much cheating. And with a cheating team, it is what it is. Matty Man 5 says, Mookie last year, definitely not this year. Well, I guess, yeah, it's not not a deadline move. I should have been more specific, but you can't do much better than Mookie (laughs) because that was one that actually did. The deadline was the season starting. Pretty much was. There you go. Manny Wood was a big one. Manny Wood is definitely the answer. Would be my answer if not everybody else was taking Manny Wood, so I don't want to be that guy. So I'm going to do it about a week or two earlier, Casey Blake, because Casey Blake solidified a black hole at third base in the post-Adrian Beltre era that they just could not fill. You guys remember when Jose Valentin was supposed to be the guy, and then he played like 10 games? It It was just bad times, fam. Real bad times in that post belly era. Yeah, I mean, OG if, if you were rooting for Casey Blake, then yeah, it was a bad time. <laughs> that really, you know, he was he was fine. He was a fine, dude. It's punctual. Yeah, I mean, like as a human, yeah, I'm sure he was good. <laughs> he he made third base not a problem. He's gonna show up to work on time. He's gonna clock out when he's supposed to. Think of even in the post Casey Blake era because his neck stopped working. He's on gonna him. bring donuts to the meetings. Blake Dewitt didn't work. Oh, I it took I a remember, while. I remember thinking Blake DeWitt was going to be such a good player. It took a while for Juan Uribe to work. I just, I just kind of just mushed mouth So it. much so that people Uribe. often regard him as a bad contract, bad pickup for mm-hmm. the Dodgers, which is funny because we think about him as that Uribe. And then they just lucked into JT, let's be real. 
Oh, so, yeah, that was no skill in picking that up at all. That was a huge one. But really, Manny Wood, Manny Ramirez was, was the biggest pickup because that changed uh, that changed the dynamic of that team of that young, you know, the the Jacksonville Five as they were called back in the day with with Matt Kemp and the legendary Russell Martin, James Loney, uh, Andre Athier, who is filling the role that uh, Tommy Lasorda filled for so many years and, and is going to be the Dodgers ambassador at the upcoming uh, NBA NBA draft, MLB draft. I almost made it. Good job. You're good. Anyways, Daniel, yes. Daniel says, uh, Adam Kolarik, remember that deadline when they were supposed to pick up like somebody huge, a big name, and everybody was, was waiting, 19, right? and then it hit the 12 p.m. deadline, and there was no news, and we were like, don't worry. There's always something like 30 minutes after. I'm pretty sure the Darvish news was like 30 minutes after, whatever mm-hmm. it was, and they're like breaking. Yeah. Dodgers trade for... Adam Kolarik. And you're like, like, son of a bitch. You're like, I have to spell this now all the time? You're like, I have to look up who Adam Kolarik is? <laughs> uh, I like, you know what, another good one, really sneaky good one here, T3P. I don't know if this was trade deadline or if this was the waiver deadline, but Steve Finley. That was a difference oh, maker yeah. in 04 yeah. after uh, Paul D. Podesta blew up the team and traded away LaDuca. And, you know, thank God we got Brad Penny. And everything he did in 04. Chunky Brad Penny? Yeah. Nothing. nothing. Really, yeah. Roy says Ricky Henderson, followed by laughter. Greg Maddox, which which time? Yeah. Let us know in the comments below. Whichever time he was oldest. Brian Moore, remember Brian Dozier? Oh, I remember everybody was coming to Dozierwood. And then, you remember when they wanted like Bellinger for Brian Dozier, like two years before or whatever it was? <laughs> And then poor they were like, you could have him. <laughs> that poor dude fell off the face of the world. Knee injuries, Chase. man. Knee injuries are serious. Normus says Chase Utley. That was big. That was a big-time culture move for sure. Uh, no face says you jinxed Kirsch. We already talked about that. You got to go back yeah, a little up, bit. catch up, man. Listen to the whole and, episode. And, I, and I, I accept full responsibility. I apologize, no face. Sorry for the face. Um, Roy, that was another huge one as well. Aegon, along with Carl Crawford, and let's be real, the legendary Nick Punto. You know. Oh, look, we got our first Fire Roberts of the chat. That's cool. Oh, thanks for hanging out, Will. Yeah, this is the latest we've ever seen one. <laughs> so with all that, with all that said, having a little bit of fun with Throwback Thursday, thanks to our friends over at Vintage Brand for sponsoring a segment. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Trade deadline 2021. That's now. That's this year. And it is uh, however many days until trade deadline. It is the 8th of July. The trade deadline is on the 30th of July, Friday, because they don't want to work on a Saturday, as we've established uh, in canon here on uh, Monday's show. So uh, I figured to have a little bit of fun. Each one of us you know, brings up a guy that they'd like to see the Dodgers trade for realistically. Or maybe not. I don't know. Just, just come up with a hypothetical and put together a hypothetical package to acquire said player. I'm going to go and let you lead off because I set it up. I appreciate that. I think Jose Barrios is my guy for a lot of different reasons. Number one, I don't know. <laughs> it just feels right. Do you? Okay. Before I get into Barrios, real quick, I need to I need to address the. Uh, I want to put you on MLB Network. 
I probably would do better than Brian a lot of Kenny. these guys. Yeah. Why do you why do you like that move? I don't know. I, don't know, I just do. Why not? It was a really bad Brian Kenny. Got to address. The, yeah, it was really bad. Go I got to address the uh, different colored eyed animal in the room. See what yes. I did there? Yeah. Yes. Max Scherzer is not going to be a Dodger for a lot of different reasons. Contract extension. Uh, what else? Thirty six. How old is he? He's thirty six, huh? He old. He old is. He has grandma. He's old as grandma. Uh, I would not expect that to happen. So if you're holding your breath for Max Scherzer, I would tell you to stop holding your breath because you're going to die. Anyways, Jose Barrios has uh, this season and next season under control, so he will take a little bit more than uh, your typical trade package, but I think that covers you a little bit. Again, do not know what's going to happen with Trevor Bauer, and I think that certainly complicates the situation. It makes it a little weird. I'm sure it makes it really difficult on the Dodgers to decide who they're going to go after. Um, Barrios is having like an okay season, actually, you know, mm-hmm. decent. He's much better as of late. He does get that high strikeout rate. He has his walks down. He's a guy who can throw hard, has a good breaking ball. He's at the hundred innings mark. Um, has reached two hundred innings or around two hundred innings a couple times oh. in his career, so he can be an absolute workhorse for you. But he's also a guy, as opposed to the guys that I've talked about over the last couple of weeks, that I'm like, hey, we just need innings eaters. We need yeah. guys who are going to eat up starts. He is a guy that can start playoff games for you. So. I do think he's a realistic target. What's it going to take to get him? We got a couple really good catchers they could have. Couple, you're going to send two catchers? No, I'm just saying, like if they wanted one of our one, catchers, we got a couple yeah. they can choose from. You know, they're not going to take Austin Barnes for Barrios straight up. That's not going to happen. Uh, but I just, do you see a scenario where Keybird is a Dodger after July? I personally no. do not. At this point, no. He's your most. A uh, valuable trade asset because you're, you're not trading like Josiah Gray. Yeah. Like that's not happening. You're, you're holding on to uh, to to Dogecoin right now. I think with with uh, with uh, is that what the kids are into? You're holding on to Dogecoin with Kiebert, and his value is just declining. Every, I mean, every I day, every day that you hold him, it's like, hey, look, he's major league ready. He can play now. He can slot into most big league clubhouses. He can play, like, mm-hmm. but he's not playing. So what are we doing? And and the Twins could always use a catcher. Yeah, they like catchers out there. They had a really good one for a long time. But it's going to take more to get. No, I'm uh, not saying just him. I'm uh, saying that's a good way so to start. So I need my I need a hypothetical package here. I don't have another package. Mas, por favor. Because they're going to take an arm. I don't know who the arms are. Uh, I, they will probably. <laughs> Edwin. <laughs> honestly, they might take Edwin. And that's another thing. Dodgers fans look at Edwin who said it, and they're like, hey, he's not valuable. He doesn't do anything for you. You guys, he's 23, 23. 10 appearances into his big league career. He has a ton of value, a ton of upside. That changeup is, change up is beautiful. But when it's yeah. the only thing you can throw right now because you're so young and so inexperienced, you're going to get hit. It's going to happen. You're going to give up uh, whatever, four or five home runs, whatever he's given up by now. It, it's going to happen. So... Dude has a lot of value. If that, again, this is an argument I had on Twitter last night with somebody because people are stupid. Like, DFA him, dig him off the forty man. I'm like, well, if you pass him through waivers, he's going to go immediately. Like, there's no way yeah. that guy makes it through one team, let alone 29 no. other teams. He's no Yoshi Sutsuko. Sorry, Yoshi. <laughs> with all due respect, yeah. Um, that's an arm that could go. There's a couple of arms in the system that could go. I don't know where a couple of different infielders that are coming up over the next couple of years are going to slot into. The Dodgers have kind of a log jam. I don't know yeah. what happens with Edwin Rios in the future. There's a lot of different questions that there's, need to be those answered. guys like Jacob Maya and whatnot. Right. There, there's definitely some some uh, quality guys that that probably aren't going to get much uh, play up at the, the major league level. So I could see that. At the same time, though, are you going to trade like a shortstop type? When Steger might walk. <laughs> yes. Yoshi died. Yoshi died. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a a lot of questions that just ultimately come down to, like, were you singing Mario? Yeah. That didn't sound like it. It was was bad. Uh, There's a lot of questions. Royalty-free Mario. Yes. That come down to what they want to do over the next couple of years, and that would include whether or not they actually have real intentions of signing Corey Seager. At this point, I have no idea if they have real intentions of signing Corey Seager to a contract. I don't. Like, if you had asked me a couple months ago, I'd be like, yeah, they're absolutely working on it. They want to do it. They want to get it done. We're now at the point where I'm like, either either way, it would not surprise me. If they sign him to a 10-year, con- not 10 years, but if they sign him to a long contract, if they just let him walk, either way, it would not surprise me at this point. So, it is going to get very complicated. Over the next like week, I also yeah. do not, yeah. in any way, shape, or form, expect them to not make a move before the deadline. I re- I really think that that has to happen. I just don't see how it doesn't. The wheels will definitely be turning through the All Star break. Uh, one of the biggest problems that uh, this team will face is a f- problem they've faced for the last few years. Teams don't like the Dodgers. Teams don't like teams that are good. So they want to pillage them of their best players. So that's why you saw a couple of years ago, you know, you're trying to go out and get some of the best relief arms at the time. It's like, oh, we'll start at Gavin Lux and move up. Well, you know, Gavin Lux was the number one guy in the system at that time. It wasn't going to happen. Um, so you might, we might finally, uh, like, like Tim, I would say cover your ears because – Prospect huggers are going to hurt on this one. We're going to lose some dudes if this team is going, uh, you know, really going to try, really going to go all in for that World Series again, the back-to-back World Series, because they're going to need another kind of front ar- front of the line, front of the rotation type of arm um, to to compete against some of these these other teams that are uh, you know top of the NL or top of the, top of the NL, top of the AL. It's going to be tough. Can't you cannot count on Bauer, uh, and I don't think. Very many people would want that, self-included. My uh, my trade, is there ever been a more Andy Friedman guy? Really, I mean, it's, he's almost kind of a Farhan guy. Has there ever been a more Andy Friedman guy than Kyle Gibson? I, I know I you Kyle hate Gibson. the idea of Kyle, Kyle Gibson. Because this is his I don't one hate good Gibson. year. I don't hate Kyle no, Gibson. No, you, yeah, you, uh, you say he cut you off in the parking lot one time. Yeah, and, yeah. Time. I rouse. Yeah. Kyle Gibson shops at Ralph's. Eat fresh. (laughs) But he's the most Andrew Friedman type. He's the most Dodger type of dude that they can go after. He's the problem is he's having a really really good year, and that and it's Texas. So the Rangers give us everything you have. We're bad, but even if you give us your good, we won't know how to do it. Thank you. Two two nine ERA, seventeen starts. He's six and one for the very very bad Texas Rangers. He is an all star. Plays in the biggest damn ballpark in the country. <laughs> There's never a uh, yes yes, but you know the Dodgers do things that make other teams better. And sure, you know they the Rangers have a guy, a former Dodger guy. They have Chris Woodward. I'm sure, he would help in some way. However, you know, you know. It's not quite the Dodgers over there. Not one. Not the third base coach isn't going to bring all the cameras and all the smarts and all the people along with him. So they could make him even better. They could make him actually sustainable better. He's an older dude, so you're not necessarily married to him for seasons and seasons. You could get away with trading one top prospect and another fringe guy. 
It's a name. Doesn't sit well for me, man. It's a name. It, just doesn't, uh, it doesn't pass the Brook test, you know. The dude. I is, think that gives it more more meat. Than all of the dude's peripherals. All of the dude's peripherals are exactly the same for the past six years, but his bottom line stats just happen to be different. His BABIP is much much lower than it three, normally four, seven, is, fifth. which tells you more than anything he's having a hell of a lot of good luck and the fact that he plays in a bigger ballpark for the first time in his career, other than obviously twenty twenty, which is the first year of the ballpark. But everything about him, low strikeout guy, doesn't get a ton of strikeouts. Not really a high ground ball guy, which is what you want from a low strikeout guy. He's just one of those dudes that just happens to find his way through innings. And he makes me very worried. To me, he I mean, he's not quite a Lance Lynn type because Lance Lynn is so much just fastballs and just rising fastballs, which, you know, yeah. Lance Lynn in, in his own right is a very good pitcher. But he does make me worried. You're right. He is very much that Friedman type that he would he's pick the num- up. He's the he number would. four guy in the postseason. That's all you need. You need somebody who's going to eat up some innings and keep your damn – bullpen together into the postseason. So you don't need somebody to to be the number one. You know what makes me worried about them doing a deal, though, is that somehow Joey Gallo's going to come along with him. And that's something that I just really don't want in my life because we just got rid of Joey Gallo. He's he's with the Cubs now. (laughs) And he has a mustache. Bad one at that. Yeah. Um, My uh, Ruiz obviously goes in this trade. The way it's going to be. Keeper's a part of every possible trade package he's right now. The only trade asset, and they're not going to move off of Willie. And Willie's not going to play third base. It 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 is what it is. That's how that's the way the uh, the the ball bounces. So it's it, it <laughs> you throwing in the the Gallo wrench. Oof. Yeah, I oh would not be surprised at all to see this Dodger team pull off some sort of stupid move to get Kyle Gibson. With Joey Gallo and send Kiebert Ruiz, like maybe a Mitch White and Matt Beatty to free him of his sins here in L.A. Yeah, that's another guy I was going to say. I was like, there's a really good chance Matt Beatty gets moved at this deadline. Really good chance. Because he is a very valuable player that the Dodgers don't value. Uh, Just to be honest, like they really don't use him the way that he should be used. Let the kid play. I will say that Joey Gallo should absolutely be a Yankee, just for his own purposes. Well, then we can has say, nothing to do with anybody the Yankees else. Yankees might as well fire, fire sale because the Yankees are bad. Oh, the Yankees are so bad. So boom, we 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 get we get the Gallo. We ah. keep the Gibby. Ah. You send the Gallo to the New York, and you get I don't know. Who do you want from the Yankees? Garrett Cole without his sticky stuff. <laughs> Maybe he just needed the beard back. Trade deadline about three weeks ish away. It's going to be, uh, I don't know if fun is the word I'm looking for, but keep it tuned right here to Dodgers Nation all the time. Please, it sustains us. Looks like a lot of people are thinking that Matt Beatty's gone too, which makes me really sad because I really like Matt Beatty, but also very happy because he's going to get the starting time that he deserves wherever he goes, probably. Cross your fingers. Bader Staters is a good dude. He's a good ball player, he's a good bat. Not always a great defender, but guess what? It's hard to be a good defender when you play, I don't know, f- seven innings a week. It's just the way the ball bounces. So, Andrew, if you watch us, we're giving you some advice. You're talking to Andrew Jones? Yeah. Oh. Why not? Oh. No, that was, uh, what was that, last week's um, Throwback Thursday? Did we talk about worst, Andrew Jones? Yeah, worst contract. Oh, worst contract. Whoa. Anyway. <laughs> Before we go, a reminder, check out the Chancer app. Guys, you have a chance. A uh, Chancer 
to to beat our scores and and there's a leaderboard that tells you all about what's going on in the Chancer app. Uh, with Chancer, you are um, it's pretty much like a pick a map. You're playing to see if you can uh, make a bunch of guesses in upcoming Dodger games. It's cool. We're working with this uh, this nice company, these nice people, very nice people. A lot of people tell me. And this inaugural version, this first uh, first game that's uh, official and sanctioned in all of this. There's a chance to win a $200 Fanatics gift card. So go check out the Chancer app. Go to DodgersNation.com slash Chancer. You can download the app and play. You'll see us. You'll see some of our Dodgers Nation friends. You'll see, uh, I don't know if Tim's playing, but I know Gail's in there. And, um, yeah, again, see if you can beat our uh, our high score. And if you download the app, um, Brooke will keep the mustache. Ha, 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 ha. Download it because I'm 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 notoriously very bad at these type of games, so you'll probably beat me. But at least you'll see my face on there, mustache free. I think my dog's in my profile picture. Maybe I don't remember. I my my cat's in there. My you have a cat? cat. There's several cats. You have several cats. There's there's. But you just said cookie. There's there are three cats. I don't know where they came from. They just showed up one day. That's what cats tend to do. If you guys have ideas for questions in there, uh, let us know. We're very open. We want to make that app as, as fun as possible for Dodgers fans. Uh, so, cool beans. Um, find us on the internet. We are on DodgersNation.com. That is us. We are Dodgers. I am Nation. Um, dot. <laughs> Subscribe to Blue Heaven on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Pandora. Everywhere your podcasts are available for free. We live there. Want to give a shout-out for talking podcasts. Congrats, by the way, to friends of the show, Cooper Searles and Ross Stripling. They ended the uh, the big swing after 138 episodes. Uh, they started up in 2018, and I don't know how the hell a big leaguer made it as long as they did, Like, but... Props to them, you guys. Uh, you guys killed it. You guys had some uh, really good content on there. Uh, sometimes there's one, one really like there's only one good episode, and it was when I was on. So <laughs> that's. Uh, I've never listened to that episode. I heard it sucks, but. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Uh, shout out to them. We'll get uh, we'll get them on, and we'll do their uh, their exit interviews here at some point, maybe or maybe not. I don't know. Subscribe to us on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash Dodgers Nation TV. You'll be glad you did. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I'm at Brooke Meathy. This is Real FRG. We're on Twitter and Instagram. We're at OfficialsDodgerNation on Instagram, at DodgerNation on Twitter. You see how I did it backwards today. Kind of mess with you, throw off the groove, mix things up, make it spicy. You know what I mean? Guys, thank you for being with us. We appreciate you. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for the dude tuning in from Hawaii because, you know, I'm just going to point out somebody very specific today. All-Star Games next week. We'll be here Monday. Monday. We're not doing anything else. We're not doing anything else. I'm not covering the game. I don't care about the All-Star game. It sucks. We love you guys. Bye. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.